Welcome to EANCAST, your weekly source for education, research, and updates from the European Academy of Neurology. I would like to welcome you to EANCAST Weekly Neurology. My name is Johann Sellner. I'm the co-chair of the Neuroinfection Panel of the European Academy of Neurology. My today's speaker for this month's topic on infectious disease is Professor Tamuna Akvetiani. She is head of the Department of Neurology and Psychiatry of the Georgian American University. Her special interests are neuroinfections, neuroepidemiology, and neurovascular disorders. She is currently the co-chair of the EAN Scientific Panel for Infectious Diseases. Her topic of today's talk will be about nosocomial infections of the central nervous system. And I will start with the first question, how we can define nosocomial infections of the CNS. Professor Zeller, thank you very much for the kind introduction. And uh, I'm very glad to participate in this uh, session uh, today and talk about this uh, topic, which I hope that will be interesting for the audience. The uh, nosocomial infections are healthcare-associated infections or hospital-acquired infections. And uh, central nervous system infections can also be hospital-acquired or nosocomial. And uh, the, uh, in general, among different hospital-acquired infections, CNS infections are not uh, very common. First of all, uh, like uh, respiratory infections are the most common, of course. But if the patient has had a, a surgery on the nervous system or if the patient had a head trauma and they are hospitalized, they have increased risk of developing hospital-acquired or nosocomial central nervous system infections. And uh, these infections usually aggravate the condition of the patient. They prolong the hospital stay. They dramatically increase the cost of medical care and also worsen the outcome of the patient. Professor Akvetiani, I appreciate the definition of nosocomial infections. Could you please extend your explanations on the most common pathogens which are responsible for these infections? Certainly. The uh, causative agents of uh, uh, healthcare-associated CNS infections are various. Uh, it could be bacteria, virus, uh, viruses or fungi, but the most common ones are bacteria. And usually the hospital-acquired CNS infections are monobacterial uh, infections. So the most common are uh, staphylococci, gram-positives. Uh, so, also including the skin-derived gram-positive bacteria. So, they account about 50 to 60 percent of these infections, uh, particularly if uh, these are the external ventricular drainage-related uh, infections. They very often are um, caused by the skin-derived gram-positive bacteria, like, for example, Staphylococcus epidermidis. Also, Staphylococcus aureus can be another cause or uh, the pathogen called the Propionobacterium acnes also is a skin-derived pathogen and is responsible or can be responsible for this uh, type of infections. 
recently, there has been the increased rate of uh, hospital-acquired CNS infections caused by gram-negative bacteria. So these are, for example, Klebsiella, Acinetobacter, Pseudomonas, uh, the also E. coli. These pathogens, which uh, in general, these pathogens are not pathogenic for a human being. For example, Klebsiella, they are uh, they can be found in the feces of a human, but they are not pathogenic for a human. But when the a person a patient is at a hospital for a prolonged period of time, Klebsiella can be a very dangerous uh, hospital causative agent for the hospital acquired infection. Now, this uh, shift of uh, of uh, uh, increased rate of gram negatives uh, can be caused by uh, one of the um, uh, one of the arguments is that it's been caused by the uh, prof antibiotic uh, prophylaxis against the gram positives, which increased the rate of gram negatives, uh, and also the increased rate of uh, antimicrobial resistance in general. Another other pathogens that I can list are related to head trauma. So if the patient has had head trauma and then is hospitalized, the uh, bacteria which are colonizing the nasopharynx will be more likely responsible for nosocomial infection in that case. And those will be pneumococci, uh, also hemophilus, uh, um, streptococcus pyogenes as well. They can be uh, uh, causes of uh, these infections. Fungal infections also can be hospital acquired, but usually uh, these um, occur in uh, severely immunocompromised patients. Could you now specify the relevance for the central nervous system uh, in detail? Uh, which nosocomial CNA infections are most common? And particularly, I'm interested in how they can be prevented. Um, right. So the most common type of uh, healthcare-associated CNS infections, it is ventriculitis and meningitis. Also, the next uh, more common um, uh, types of infection are subdural empyema and brain abscess. But these are less common compared to ventriculitis and meningitis. And uh, for the uh, MPM and brain abscess, the major risk is a recent neurosurgery. So how can these uh, infections be prevented? Uh, the prevention methods would be, uh, some of them would be general, which are common for all the healthcare-associated infections. Uh, in particular, uh, we are talking about the effective infection control system at the intensive care unit, having uh, in place the infection control plan uh, trainings for the staff and uh, good maintenance of that uh, plan, which is um, um, which exists at the hospital. Uh, additionally, uh, it is uh, very useful if there are standardized surgical techniques in order to minimize the risk of infection. Uh, currently, uh, the, uh, during the neurosurgery, the impregnated catheters uh, are used, which are impregnated with antimicrobials, and that is reducing the subsequent infections after uh, surgeries. And uh, uh, one more thing that I can mention is that we can uh, still use prudently use antibiotic uh, prophylaxis in order to prevent these infections. Thank you very much for covering the prevention strategy, which are 
multifactorial and giving insights to the um, specific conditions affecting the central nervous system. In terms we were not effective by prevention, um, how would you um, approach um, antimicrobial treatment in these conditions? Um, yes, thank you for the question. Uh, the antimicrobial treatment uh, would take into account, of course, the causative agents. And as we mentioned before, the significant number of nosocomial CNS infections are caused by gram positives like staphylococci. And uh, for the empiric treatment, at least before or if we have the uh, culture positive uh, results and we, we could grow the culture. So the empiric treatment would certainly include vancomycin uh, for gram positives uh, and uh, vancomycin would, uh, as um, the audience uh, knows, so it would also cover for MRSA, meticillin resistance, staphylococcus aureus, because we would not know at the empirical phase whether this is uh, susceptible or resistant and especially if we are talking about the nosocomial infections, we expect increased antimicrobial resistance, we usually have resistant pathogens, unfortunately, causing these infections. So as we would cover the gram positives, so then uh, we would uh, um, also take care of gram negatives and uh, uh, we would um, uh, choose anti-pseudomonal beta-lactans because we want to cover uh, just in case there is pseudomonas so we would like to prescribe something that is effective against it. So then we would use uh, cefepim, ceftazidim or meropenem as a uh, treatment for of choice for the gram-negative uh, empirical treatment uh, or for example uh, ventriculitis or meningitis. So of course if there is uh, some uh, surgery associated um, infection or if there is a, a drain uh, associated infection, we might have to remove the uh, uh, so uh, drainage and uh, treat the patient first and insert uh, the catheter again after that. So this might be necessary uh, so for the uh, treatment. So this is the empirical. And then, of course, we are doing the blood culture, CSF culture, and we will uh, target, do the targeted treatment. And uh, what's important is that in these infections, especially often it's associated to uh, post-surgical condition. So we can uh, introduce antibiotics intrathecally or if there is an access to the ventricle directly. Thank you very much for covering the treatment strategies and the current challenges for individual conditions. Do you see additional challenges in the treatment of nosocomial infections? For instance, antimicrobial resistance? Certainly, uh, it is a challenge to treat nosocomial infection, as I mentioned, because of the antimicrobial resistance. It's uh, uh, antimicrobial resistance is growing worldwide, including uh, so in the community acquired infections. But nosocomial infections are especially uh, prone to uh, being caused by the multi-drug resistant pathogens, and um, among them. Uh, 
I mentioned Pseudomona, as well as the, there are there are multi-drug resistant Acinetobacter uh, nosocomial CNS infections. In general, Acinetobacter resistance is quite uh, high in, for example, in European region in southern Europe, there is uh, from 25 to 50 percent of uh, Acinetobacter uh, so um, resist resistance, and uh, as well as uh, resistance to Klebsiella and Pseudomona is also high. So, which really makes it a challenge for us to treat these diseases and uh, uh, sometimes we need to apply uh, antibiotics like uh, cholestine or uh, we uh, need a combination of antibiotics for example uh, the uh, carbapenem uh, for example meropenem plus uh, cholestine uh, could be an option or sometimes even uh, triple uh, antibiotics are needed uh, so three antibiotics in order to uh, treat so it's a certainly a growing challenge, unfortunately, antimicrobial resistance to healthcare-associated infections. Professor Akvediani, it was a pleasure to have you here today in this ENCAST Weekly Neurology. We learned a lot, and I would like to also thank the audience for attending and for your interest. Uh, thank you very much, Professor Zellner. It was a pleasure to uh, talk with you uh, during this uh, neurology podcast and uh, um, looking forward to the next sessions of this uh, month where we have interesting topics about neuroinfections. Thank you. Thank you very much. This has been EANCAST Weekly Neurology. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your preferred podcatcher for weekly updates from the European Academy of Neurology. You can also listen to this and all of our previous episodes on the EAN campus to gain points and become an EAN expert in any of our 29 neurological specialties. Simply become an EAN individual member to gain access. For more information, visit ean.org membership. That's ean.org backslash membership. Thanks for listening. EANCAST Weekly Neurology is your unbiased and independent source for educational and research-related neurological content. Although all content is provided by experts in their field, it should not be considered official medical advice.